Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> It's Vinny from Shawshank Firearms. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did you just get hit with like an ungodly amount of water? Did you just watch your shed float down the street? Does your backyard look like the Atlantic Ocean? Well, if it does, you should come down to Shawshank Firearms and buy yourself a gun, because that will make you feel better. See you soon. <laughs> Welcome wow. to the Planet Mikey Show. Huh? I wasn't expecting that. First of all, I already have a gun, yes. and he's got my other gun, yes, Vinny. And, and what about Shashi. the amount of water in your backyard? In the backyard, it was kind of wet. So you have a gun, bit. and you're happy now. Lost a few limbs. Yeah. I didn't shoot down the limbs with my gun, though. You they know, just we, fell. We should perhaps explain, in case somebody's listening to this like days later, that we, oh, had, that we had rain. Torrential rain, yeah. yeah. Monday. Yeah. Monday. Lots of rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining cats and dogs out there. How do I know? How do you know? I stepped in a poodle. <laughs> That's a dad joke from way back, and it's never been funny. Uh, this podcast is going to be funny, though. I want, I want everybody that's listening right now to listen for the entire... We're going to do an hour. Oh my do you God. think we can? No. We haven't done an hour in a while. We, we, get pretty, we get pretty sleepy after about 40, 42. Well, yeah. My mind wanders, you I'm, know. I'm hungry for something. What? Oh, my mind's wandering already. Yeah, we're going to get to get to that in one second because we got to thank two people for these unbelievable gifts. And you're going to hold one up in front of a camera, right? He is. Yeah. He has been. Oh, you got it? Oh, is it? Okay. I, I don't see him in my monitor. You just see yourself. Yeah, you just, I just see myself, and I don't want to see myself. I've seen myself since I was born. You look lovely in that orange shirt. By the way, I'm going on two months from today. I have a very tragically important birthday. Which one? The big seven zero, you? Yeah, me. Can you believe that? No, I look so young. I picked up a lift rider the other day. I, I asked, guess what? Guess how old I am? She goes fifty eight. She's trying to be nice. See, that's nice. <laughs> I said, no, I'm sixty nine. She goes, I like sixty nine. That's a great number. I said, yeah. She said, uh, my. She said, you don't look a day over sixty three. <laughs> so I made her get out. The whore. No, I'm kidding. She That's was fine. terrible, Mike. I was kidding. All right, it's an episode of her summoning. Man, that shirt is bright orange. Yeah, no, Bill, I, wouldn't you say he looks just like a temple orange? I thought the moon like was the coming right up. color. Yes, exactly. This match of this is temple you know, orange. That hood looks exactly like a temple orange. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you squeeze a temple orange, you, <laughs> you, you if you squeeze a temple orange hard enough, you can watch all the juice come out. Oh, boy. Get it? Oh, huh? oh boy. Yeah. Really? Right before Christmas? <laughs> By the way, first of all, <laughs> my Lord Jesus yes? was a Jew. Jesus. Okay. Of and he, he was. was. And where, did, where was he born? Jerusalem. Right? That's right. And they're saying, well, they, they don't have any right. Jews he wasn't don't have any born right, in Jerusalem. They have a right to be there. Bethlehem. Yeah. yeah like he moved quickly to Jerusalem right away. Because you know why? The manger was full. It was full. There were sheep in there taking shits and everything. <laughs> Church talk with Mike Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, and I don't understand any of this hatred for Jews. I love Jews. I, I have so many friends. It's, I mean, honestly, the most cherished friends of my lifetime, 80% of them are Jewish. You say some of your best friends are Jewish? They are. <laughs> I mean, they are and some of the greatest girlfriends. It's always a good excuse. I know. Some of the greatest girlfriends I ever had. I was in love with them. They're Jewish. Oh, you know what? Yes. And I'm not. I'm a, I'm a Shogun Goyim over here. <laughs> 
Anyway, ProAutomotiveMA.com, that's one of our sponsors. They're fabulous. Uh, Oxford Avenue, Dudley, South Main Street, Webster. That's the main office. And 8 Englewood Street, Webster. That's satellite office. They'll fix anything you yeah. got. If, if your car has a problem, what is, how's it go? What's that jingle? How's oh, wait that a go? Minute. How's that jingle Are go? Are you talking about Pro right. Automotive? That, that, we made, we that bit jingle. really lasted a long time. <laughs> we, made, we made a jingle. Pro Automotive is who to see. Pro Automotive. And Pro Automotive FM. If, you, if you've got, got trouble with your car, truck, or SUV, Pro Automotive is who to see. Pro Automotive. We're also, can I? My, my volume went down. It did. You know, can it you fix down. that, please? Yeah, you guys shut it off. I actually shut your mic well, off. I can't hear myself now. Seriously. Say, say please. Please. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, Happy birthday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right, okay. That was the bullshit I do with my two year old. I know. <laughs> that's right. Come but on. you know what? If you brought your two-year-old in... And I like how could... it still worked with you. <laughs> <laughs> so who How those... is that cute little guy, Daniel? He's great. Yeah. He's a good boy. That was He's a great. nice picture we saw. That was, that was nice. Bring us that picture from the party you had, that barf party you had. No, <laughs> oh my just God. Don't, 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 don't talk about it. It already I made me sick. ruined his life. It already, made, it already made me sick once tonight. Uh, and oh, we've got to thank Billy and uh, my... My pal Billy down in Florida, you know, he sent you, Bill, and you, Ben, and yes. me each my grandma's coffee cakes, the big oh, ones. There's big ones. They're like four pounds. Oh, What's yeah. the Santa box? How many, how many pounds is that cake? This is uh, it's four geez, pounds. Let's see. What does it say? What does it say? Net weight. Look for NTWT. Net weight. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Maybe Ben can see better than me. All right. Forget it. Right here. They're huge. Anyway, and they're delicious, and they're both blueberry. And 210 calories per serving. The, look at the box. Feels like, Not the ingredients, where, the box. So it says net weight. <laughs> where does it say net weight on that box, Mike? I, I guarantee it's on there. God. Three pounds and two ounces. Three pounds. Three two, pounds thank you. and two ounces. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. I told you it was on the box. Hey, it's kosher. You eat that whole thing, you're going to weigh 3.2 pounds more right after you finish it. It's right there. Three pounds, two ounces. Look at that. So Billy sends cakes. He does, he, you know, he has, he has clients, his business, all kinds of people. He sends them out to her. Guess what? You guys each got a giant cake to take home to your families. Well, you're already home, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm wanna, I don't want to sit for an hour on this podcast So I want to eat this cake you, I'll carry it upstairs for you for a dollar <laughs> Okay uh, Thank you, Billy My pal Billy down yep. in Florida And down in Naples And uh, you know, I told him the best idea for him and I think we get rich doing this I'm going to go down there and start a strip bar Yeah Okay. All right. And you know what we're going to call it? Naples Nipples mm. Yeah Ah, I see. Tough one to you forget. See how that works? Naples. Automatically. Nipples. <laughs> or nipples at Naples. It sounds a little more Naples-esque, you know, because it's a very classy place down there. Mm -hmm. You know, every, everybody down there has nice houses. Well, yeah, but so, so you come in with this. beautiful. You come in with the name of this club, and you think the name will get approval? Naples, nipples at Naples. Well, first of all, you can say nipples. It's not a swear. Well, you don't want nipples on the sign. I was going to do a coffee table book of just close-ups of women's nipples. Yeah. The, uh, so every page looks like a coaster? No, no. Every page would be all different. You know, one's on the beach with the sunlight on it, one's mm. up close in the candlelight, and, you know, it's just a picture book of, yeah, of, of nipples. Yeah, this one's old and wrinkled. 
So you'd, I'm gonna milk it for everything I can get out of that one. You'd terrible. walk around with your camera and ask uh, these women, to, and I'm gonna sing, "Smooth Ariola, Smooth Ariola." How dare you? Now, did I do the cakes? Yeah. Well, we're, and I'm, you can eat them now if you want. Yeah, we're like 12 minutes in. We haven't gotten past the ads. We're yet. doing an hour. <laughs> It's people stick around for this because we have entertaining content and thoughtfulness and important political issues that are brought up and jokes and shit. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. did, you, did you say hi to Vinny today? Vinny Cedrone? Vinny Cedrone. The guy I who was in, on the open of the show. I know. I said, do I say hi to him yet? Well, I mean. Well, he's not here. He's, he's doing your gun, isn't he? What? I don't, Whoa, I don't, what mean, a, I don't mean What are you saying? Gun. Vinny's doing my gun. He's refurbishing that uh, firearm. You know, Taylor Swift was booed at Foxborough. Well, how does that make you feel? Are you proud of that? Sure. A little bit. You think that's great? Taylor Swift. Please. Why are you? But she's America's sweetheart. No. No. It's a football game. I know. And I, I, you know, with all due respect to her talent and her loveliness. She's dating the enemy. I, I know. but She's I sleeping mean, with the enemy. I don't yep. know what the big stink is about her. She's just a singer. Like she does, she's not. She didn't conquer the fucking world. She didn't cure cancer. She she's a singer. She's good. She's pretty. She's nice. Everybody loves her. So what? The Why do we? To someone who would love you, no matter who you are. Bring in James Taylor. Oh, keep playing that. I like when James Taylor joins them. The prostitute is someone who would love you, no matter who you are, what you look like. Yes, it's true, children. That's not why you pay a prostitute. No, you don't pay for her to stay. You pay her to leave afterwards. To leave afterwards. That's why I pay the line for prostitutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Taylor. A prostitute is like any other woman. They all trade something for sex. And they do it well. That's why I say prostitutes. <laughs> prostitutes. They all. Are you saying Taylor Swift's a prostitute? No, no, no one no, suggested No, that was just a random song that, was... that popped into the, oh, uh, into the sure. show. Oh, yeah. sure. But you can understand why a prostitute would be popular. I don't understand why Taylor Swift is as popular as she is. Uh, why she's as popular I mean, as she with, is? With, maybe with uh, Kelsey she is, because she puts out for him. <laughs> she's, she's, you know, not uh, no, she's exactly doll. comparable, but she's like the Michael Jackson of now. She's a doll. You know, if she, I, if she's in the her, lineage of Elvis, Beatles, she's no Michael Mike, Jackson. She's not got nearly the talent. I'm not Michael saying Jackson. she does, but in you terms of did. she's be, as big as she is. Tall, you mean? Well, she is tall. She's freakishly tall. Michael Jackson had the weakest, wettest handshake I've ever felt in my life. Well, where do you think that hand was before he shook That's yours? Not, that was my question at the time, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, we, we are definitely going to do an hour here. We have, haven't even gotten. Have in, we started? We haven't even gotten into the meat of the issue. The meat of but the issue. They booed her at Foxborough. It just makes Foxborough, I think, look kind of like jealous or something. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No? No. We should be jealous of anybody that has an effective team. In the NFL. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I don't like to build Belichick disrespect. He, the guy has eight rings, okay? Mm. Just leave him alone. Let him rebuild the team one more time before he goes off into the sunset. Can we stop with the eight rings thing? We no. Don't, we don't ascribe other head coaches rings from when they were assistants. Yes, you do. Who? He was the defensive coordinator of the, Gi- of the Giants. They won two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's And that's guess awesome. what? And without him, they wouldn't okay, have done so, shit. So we don't talk about... Um, he yeah, well, Josh McDaniels has well, rings. Does he have... We never bring that up. Does Belichick have eight rings? He yes, probably has he does. more. He has eight rings. 
Super Bowl championship rings. Okay, that's all you need to know. Six-time Super Bowl I winning head coach. I said that's all you need to know. Six-time Super Bowl <laughs> winning head coach. What have you done for us lately, Bill? <laughs> yeah, you give us a three-win team. And by the way, <laughs> Parcells never sniffed a, a ring or a Super Bowl without Belichick on the sideline with him. Ever. That's true. Yeah. Give him a little credit and respect. Mm. No, I do. I give him a ton of credit and respect. Uh, but at some point... Um, yeah, but he, I'll tell you, he'll tell you, and I'll tell you when when that point is. Not not the fans talk sports radio and all that shit, because that's a shit format. And I worked in 23 years. I know. It's a stupid bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of us still do it. I'm kidding, you dork. All right. Uh, next topic. I got a million topics, and they're all great. They're all great. What's the next topic, Mike? Jerry Lee Lewis. I watched the special on Jerry Lee Lewis. Why? Guy's a pedophile. He was a greasy goofball predator. <laughs> oh boy, was he entertaining. His 13-year-old cousin, Myra. Ugh. Oh, that's right. His cousin. I know. And now she's now she's like 88 and she's talking about it. Why didn't she talk about it when she was 20? I don't know. I would have listened then. Were they married the whole time? Like, did they stay married forever? He, here's the thing. Jerry Lee Lewis, when he married his cousin, who was 13, was already married. St still married when he married his cousin. Yeah. So he, he, he's also, uh, what's the word for that? Uh, Bigamy? Bigamist. Yep. I'd like to be a smallamist. I had to introduce him at the channel once, the channel nightclub in Boston. But yeah. Now defunct. Yeah. Did he bring his 13-year-old wife? No, no. He was in there, and uh, the uh, the promoter says, uh, you'd like to meet Mr. Lewis. Yes. I was just going to ask him, if, is there any special way you want to be introduced? So they open up the door, and there is this frail old man sitting there. It's like his skin was so tight to his face, he could see the outline of his skull. And I'm looking at him thinking, holy crap, that's Jerry Lee Lewis. And he turned around in the chair real quick. Who are you? I, well, who are you, son? I said, uh, I'm the disc jockey. I'm Bill Smith. I'm going to be introducing you tonight. Come over here. So I come over. He jumped up. He put me in a headlock and started hitting me. You know those noogie things? Yeah, noogies. I mean, whacking me. You got Jerry Lee and Lewis he, noogies? He, he says, nobody fucks with the killer. And he kept jumping around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the claim to fame. You should have said, you pervert, you, you predator, you, you uh, I wish pedophile? I had a picture. That would have been a nice picture, but no. No, you got to give him credit for uh, his hair. And stuff like that. And he could play the piano with his feet better than most people can play, you know, with their with their nostrils. That's correct. Now, <clears throat> so watch that special if you're interested in that kind of thing. But it's weird because she's now she's this lady, you know, she's like talking about it. Oh, and, I'm, and she's like a bag of wrinkles. She's like 87 or whatever she is. And That's and so, how old was he? Is he dead? No. How no. old was he at the time? Was he oh, like twenty five? Yeah, he's in his twenties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gross. He was. He <laughs> married an eighth grader. <laughs> now, don't a fucking eighth grader. Oh. Oh. Maybe seventh. Yeah. <laughs> it was love. Come on. All right, now, third topic. Hold on. We have our be our topic what a bell. Sick fuck. Remember this topic bell, which I thought was great. When it's time to change topics, you go. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, how come none of you guys Whatever ever remember happened to these production values? hoarding the bell over there. Well, you could always you grab share it. it. The bell is in front of you, production Mike. Production values. This is the last podcast of 2023. We're not getting so together cool. next week. So you got to try harder, Ben. Here, I'm pushing that bell over. When we change topics, you hit. Thank you. <laughs> Remember when he was a nice guy? I'm a nice no, guy. No, I don't. But, you know, 
Ben has two jobs, okay? Puts this on the internet and rings the bell. That's like really, that, and eats the cake. He eats the cake mm-hmm. too. See, so he's got three jobs. You call me a cake eater? My third topic is, I got you, beat you to it. Will you, will you let me do my job? <clears throat> the cat food commercials are starting to really bother me. I mentioned this on a prior podcast. You did, There's yes. these, all these douchebag people that have cats, and I, and I used to have cats. Yeah. I like cats, but these people on the commercials are like, there's this lady, she's kind of chubby. She's uh, got a cat, yeah. and I can't think of the cat's name. But she, she goes, oh, Henry is, is her cat's name. Henry. Yeah. She goes, Henry and I are equals. She's looking right at the camera. I'm thinking, okay, no, he's a lot better than you. Oh, First man. of all, he keeps his mouth that's, shut. That's mean. You know, as pussies, as cats go, and this woman was no, I mean, and she's talking about cat, and she, you can see her molly coddling and babying this cat. It's like, okay, first of all, cats are not like dogs like, in that respect. You know, you, they don't like the, I don't know. Then this other guy gets on, he goes, he's talking about his cat. And this guy's a whiffing. He's a whiffing. He's a whiffing poofer. No, no, he is. He's a whiffing poofer. No, 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 no. You don't even know what that means. I don't know what half the things you say mean. He's a whiffing poofer. I said it. I got it in there before you. Oh, it doesn't matter. The guy's got his cat. He goes, he goes, is it, you know, his diet's better. His cuff feels better. And then at the end, he goes, even, and he is up close to the cat. He goes, even his breath is better. Like, what are you making out with your cat now? You, you're a freak. Anyway, they got these, they're, they're called smalls. Smalls? Yeah, that's the name of the cat food. You know, it used to be little friskies, meow, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. Cat food commercials, okay, I get it. It's generic. Everybody has a cat that, they get the stuff for the cat. But this was like, oh, no, this is special. It comes in a bag, you know, and it looks like chopped up meatloaf or whatever. And they, they give it to the cat. And they like, don't spoil the cat. The cats will go out in the yard and eat the guts out of a bird, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, I killed a mouse. Look at the guy. I brought it to the front porch. And, you know, when you're done looking you're at it, I'm going to eat it. Processed food when it will eat a mouse. It will eat the like, guts of a mouse in the head. <laughs> hey, by the way, here's a tip. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. If you have an indoor cat and it manages to escape out and you can't find it, let cat, it go. Just put your food outside and the cat will come home. Or just let it go and get a new cat. Put the, put, the, put the cat food outside the door. The cat will return. I had a cat named Eddie. My parents, my mother in particular, she was a cat. She liked cats. We had cats with human names. They never had you know, names like Fluffy or Puffy or, you know, Scramble or any of those. So human names like Timothy? Timothy, my, my dog. <laughs> well, yeah. So our first cat, I remember our first cat was Eloise. Gilligan. Eloise. Eloise was a slut. She was the neighborhood whore cat. She got she's a hoa. She got pregnant twice a year. Ooh. We used to keep the kittens sometimes. She'd have four cat kittens twice a year. So eight. Oops, that's not a change. No, no, no. new topic. Eight to ten cats a year in our house, little kittens, and you know that's how I learned about birthing and all that stuff. I became a cat <laughs> a cat uh, obstetrician. So. Eloise. Stop playing the dog sound. So we had a cat named Robert. My wife, my, my wife, my mother called him Robert. Yeah. And so the, my friends would come over and I, oh, what's your cat's name? I'd say Robert. My, my friend would go, hey, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to this cat. We had unbelievable Toby. We had uh, uh, Francis. All these cats with human names, you know? It's unbelievable. <sighs> now. What else you got on, there, on that list there, Mike? 
There's a commercial that always gets my attention when I'm watching, not really paying attention. It's about cat food? No, I'm doing something. It's on TV. And it's, I think it's some kind of where you inject yourself when you have diabetes or something like that, or your oh. blood sugar. Or and you hear the lady say, it's, that's what makes me watch. She goes, I can't believe so much gets done with a tiny little prick. <laughs> <laughs> was her husband standing beside her? <laughs> yeah, he was rather glum in that ad. He looked kind of, you know, crestfallen, I guess is the right term. <laughs> but whenever she says, there's a tiny little prick, I said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was always a ton too. Anyway, I got to get off this subject. I know. People are going to think I have one, and I don't. I have a gigantic, like, Ron Jeremy size. The stuff of legend. Yeah. <laughs> right. We've heard. I do puppet shows with it on weekends. <laughs> Uh, did we do this? Yeah. Okay. Politics, just for a second. I know it, I know it pisses people off. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here, hold on. It does, though. And now, politics with Mike Adams. Massachusetts budget for 24-25 to include $915 million to take care of illegals. <laughs> By the way, did you see that we had the worst day in the history of the border today, yesterday, yeah, 12,500 new visitors. Mm -hmm. Now, that's in one day. We know about the 10 million that Biden's let in, and then God knows how many gotaways, because they can't... <clears throat> when you have one, one border agent for every 200 people trying to cross, there's going to be some people who slip through, you know? So... We, we, we need is fewer IRS agents and more Border Patrol agents. But Biden does understand that. And by the way, Biden caused all this. He understands it. It's, it's deliberate. Biden caused every single bit of this homelessness that's going on in the cities. Obama did. Sleeping on the car. Well, right. Well, he started it. Yeah. But Trump ended it. And, and and it was the border Homeless, was under homelessness ended with Trump. No, well, no but the border was under, the border was under control. Yep. Okay. And you didn't see everybody sleep on every sidewalk in every city in America when Trump was president. And you hey, you might hate Trump, but he did that right. Okay. And if you don't, if you say no, no I, I I don't hate Trump. I don't particularly like Trump. But did he do that I, better than Biden? I don't, I don't think homelessness really changed. What? Eight million new homeless people arrive well, it's at gotten our border. Worse. Well, I'm not. I'm not. You know why? Because the eight million people are homeless by definition. They get here, they don't have any place to live. So what happens? They add to the homeless people we have, and they spill over onto the sidewalks of the hotels. You've seen it. Come on, Ben. You know that's true. Yeah, I've stepped in the shit. <laughs> so homelessness has gotten worse. Housing has gotten worse. Obviously, ten million new residents. They have to have a place to live, and so. There, we, we run into that, that same issue over and over again with the border. But tw they're overwhelmed at the border. 12,000 people at once. Have you seen the video? It looks like they're all sitting there waiting for their ticket process. It looks like Woodstock. They're all sitting on the grass, and it's like, what the hell's going on in this country? And how can Biden be so stupid and his people be so stupid as to not to realize that that's going to cause a problem for a long time to come? Because if you're going to get them out, send them back, it's going to take forever, A, and B, they're not going to do that. They're going to let them live here uh, you know, illegally, get the driver's licenses, and vote, and use, which you might as well just absorb the whole thing and say, Yo, okay, everybody, come on. Come on, now's the time. Just come on over and live here. We got, a, we got room for you. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. <laughs> anyway, I got that off my chest. But it's a, it's a huge oh. problem. The border and everybody. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Even oh the, no, it's even definitely the, a big problem. Even the Democrats know yeah. now, and media is not reporting did, on it. Was I warning them? How many years ago was I start warning about the border? Four? Sixty-four. Yeah. Sixty-four years ago. You were right. a 
bright little five-year-old. Yep. I know. But I remember. I didn't know what a border was. When like, was all these five. Hondurans are coming. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's just, and, and it's this, the, it's these sanctuary states and cities that, that, that help the problem along. Oh, no, we can take them. Yeah, well, no, you can't. Hit the bell, Ben. I heard a story today on the news. Because I listen to uh, Surf's Up. <laughs> Surf's Up. I listen to WBZ Boston. Yep. You know, because I like to Boston. I like to get little excerpts of news where With I can ben. seem more intelligent than I am in conversation. Yeah. And a Lyft driver, of which I am, well, less and less these days, but I'm a qualified Lyft driver, a veteran of 4,000 rides. Experienced. Really? Mm-hmm. Jesus. In, in four years. Damn. It's a lot of rides, man. Yeah. I think so, that's a thousand a year. This Lyft driver takes uh this this happened in, I think in Cambridge. Yeah. He went to pick up this lady at the airport and she brought down her suitcases, put them in the trunk, got it. Oh, she, oh I forgot something. She ran back up to her house, was looking for whatever. And the guy took off with her stuff, her oh. suitcases, her passport, everything was in there, and left her there. <laughs> You know, and didn't didn't go back. So they're looking for this guy. I mean, now. did he leave because he thought, ah, I'm not going to wait around for this? I don't know. Or did he have some uh, nefarious motive? I well, I mean, I don't know what his mo- mo- I don't know what his motivation was, but he he took on. And so she was like stuck. She missed her flight. She had no suitcases. She got no passport. This guy completely screwed her on the ride. You know, big time. Did you come to the rescue? In a related story, I picked up a nice Chinese couple, and I took them to the airport. And the guy, I think his name was, uh, and I picked him up. No, I think that was his name. I'm serious. Sounds. I'm not. I'm not even. You think I'm kidding? That was his name on the thing. Sounds familiar. I just said it in the proper, (laughs) with the proper iambic pentameter, and it sounded bad to you for some reason. Mm. That's his name. That's sorry. That's my untrained Western ear. Nice guy too, and he. He left his sandals in my trunk. Oh. I took him to the airport, as long as his wife. Took him to the airport, and then he, he I got a message from Lyft saying, oh, something lost item, you know. I said, okay, so I look at it. I left my sandals in your trunk. I said, okay, when you come back from China, <laughs> you, no, and that's where they were going. I'll save them for you. I'll have them for you. Call me, and, uh, you know, I'll drop them off or something like that. <laughs> I get another text back from the guy 20 minutes later. It says... <laughs> He goes, on second thought, I've had those sandals for over a decade. I'm not sure if I'll be calling you to get them back. <laughs> okay, but you know what? I figure, hey, I'm up two shoes. His wife probably said, forget them. Forget them. Sure they fit? I haven't tried them on yet. I want to put a little Dr. Schultz foot powder in there first, make sure they're not... So anyway, lift stories. I'll tell you, I got these lift stories. I got... On the road again. I can't, I can't wait, wait to get, get on, on the road, road again. All right, band in Russia again. Me? Oh, for using that music? Yep. All right, so I get in the, the lift vehicle the other day. I pick up this guy named Larry, nice guy, backseat guy. He sits, he's, of course, they're all in the backseat. He gets in the backseat. I said, oh, I like doing Larry. Good, good. And I start thinking about, because it was right around Larry Bird's birthday. I think it was right, I think it was maybe was on December 7th, Larry, this when this happened, on Larry Bird's birthday. So I'm thinking, start starting to think about Larry Bird all of a sudden. I'm thinking, oh, I think it's his birthday. And it was Larry, guy in the backseat, Larry, then thinking about Larry's birthday. All of a sudden, I get behind a car, license plate, Indiana. Swear to God. Oh, see? Now, that's magical. Okay. 
What are the chances in Boston, Massachusetts, you're going to see an Indiana plate at the moment you're thinking about Larry Bird? And with a guy named Larry in the back. With Larry in the back. Holy crap. So I reached back and I slapped him. I said, see what you've done? (laughs) Larry, you jerk. Oh, man. All right. See how many topics I have, though? Hey, that's great. Keep you going. You think we can do an hour? No. What's the timetable right now? How 28. Many? That's it? Yeah. yeah I got, don't worry. Don't okay. you worry about a thing. Rambling for 28 minutes. I'm going to go off just for we a second. We haven't started the show yet. I know. I know. Geez. The show starts now. Ready? Did you thank all our sponsors? Play the jingle. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a little pissed off at a group of people Uh-oh. who... The what do, I mean, what... I heard on the news, it's the same on WBZ Boston. The anger's back. back. This is News Radio 1030, WBZ Boston. I heard a a story where (laughs) they knocked down, right down here near Edgell Road. Yeah. In the green there, they knocked down, somebody came along and knocked down a menorah and ruined it, you know, during Hanukkah. I'm like, why? What, what, what does that do? Oh, you know what that's about. I know I know what it's about, but what does that do, knocking down Menorah? What does that... First of all, people who rip down posters of kidnapped or, or murdered kids that they're looking for, I got no use for those people. No. They're looking for their children, okay? You rip down the poster, you're a fucking asshole, and I'll say it to you right now. B... Uh, blocking traffic to pro- protest anything, whether it's climate change or even mm. the, the war in Israel. Blocking traffic does shit, except make everybody who's stuck in traffic <laughs> hate your guts. And, and not like your cause either. Oh, you know and what's and, and disrespect your cause. Your cause. Yeah. I like when they glue themselves, their hands oh, yeah. to the, to the pavement. Yeah. I would leave them there. Say, hey, nice move. Right. See you later. Right. And or then- even worse, glue them to some big, fat, smelly chick. <laughs> I just don't understand where I, I mean, like, listen, no, no one likes the atrocities of war. Everyone understands what happens during it. But where is this outpouring of love coming from for this group of for people? The, for the, the Gaza Strip. No. I mean, everyone knows that the Jews are the ones that attacked us on 9-11. Everyone knows that. So you kind of understand <laughs> right, where people are right. coming from on that side of it. But it's like, what the I, fuck is wrong with these people? It, 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 it's just, it's beyond me to think. Well, first of all, you, what are you blocking traffic? Okay, what what does that accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, we're going to bring attention to the fact that the river to the sea. Go fuck yourself, okay? You're blocking everybody from going to, sometimes blocking people from going to the hospital. Mm. You're an asshole. Go, so take out an ad, climb a mountain and scream at the top of your lungs, have a plane fly over with your message, go door to door, but don't. Just block traffic like an asshole. I'm sorry, but that... I don't know if I ever agreed with much uh, Marco Rubio said, but did you see that clip this week? No, did either of you guys oh, see that no, clip? Yes, this, I did. A Walk reporter the kind of like ambushed him yeah. about the ceasefire, and he was basically like, no, I'm not supporting a ceasefire. If we stop, they're going to get stronger and do it again. Yep. It's gotta, you gotta, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what they do. That's a, what insurgent groups, and I'm not saying them, but anyone that was in that type of situation would do. You got to nip that shit in the bud, like he said in The Godfather. Was it, uh, who said that? The fat Clemenza. You know, <laughs> we should have nipped, you know, we should have stopped Hitler. In the, you know, yeah, yeah. you got to stop it, it right, when you, right when you know what it is. Um, the other thing is, they block shopping in New York, okay? These demonstrators, they, they don't let people go in and shop, and they store, the store closes, people ruin, it ruins their business, the people trying to shop get stuff done. Why? What does that have to do with anything that's going on in Israel? I, I ask you. No. Anybody? Were they trying to block the Diamond District? Yeah. But, you know, I'm right. I mean, don't, they, 
once you're, it gets in a way of your cause and makes people hate the cause, it's not productive. But like, where was this outcrying when Hamas went and attacked a bunch of people at a fucking music festival uh, and killed babies and well, raped where women? Where was the and, outrage? Uh, exactly. I mean, there there was some initially, yeah, and understand. then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, you can't do this. Yeah, I saw shock, but anyway. not a whole lot of outrage. It's weird. Aren't you glad it's a Christmas yeah. season though? Because, you know, tidings of comfort and, and joy. joy. Joy for dishes, you're you're soaking in it. Remember what was that? Madge. Madge. She had her <laughs> her fingers in dishwashing liquid uh, to soften her hands. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're soaking in it. Madge, I'll tell you, in her day though, I would have washed my hands with her. A uh, big uh, settlement came into Ben. A big <laughs> a big settlement came in. Google settled. On there, there's some Google Play lawsuit or something like that. $700 million. The exact amount of money that uh, Otani yep. is, is going to earn. It, Google settles a major ongoing lawsuit, mm. $700 million. Otani says, I'll pitch for the Dodgers. He gets $700 million. I know. Imagine that. And he's not even going to pitch for like two years. And, and he's right, because his arm is hurt, his elbow, right? He's still one of the best hitters in the game. Yeah, he's a pretty good hitter, but he's not. He's not. I mean, is he worth seventy million dollars a year? No, without pitching. No. Yeah. Well, of all people, he actually might because he can move that kind of merchandise and get that kind of eyeballs. But most of these baseball players are not worth nearly what they're being paid. No, I know, and none of them are. I mean, you, you know, I, this goes back with me to David Price. You know, the son of a bitch has given bad <laughs> a bad time to Dennis Eckersley, who didn't make what what. In his career, what uh, David Price made in one year, mm -hmm. and he's saying, oh, Eckersley, this, that, that. You know what? Eckersley was old school, tough competitor. Classy. You, you, David Price, were a spoiled bitch, getting $10,000 every time you threw a pitch in a major league game. 10000 10000 12 pitches an inning, 120000 in, uh an inning, and seven innings a game. That's a million a, uh, per start, 30 starts a year. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> where's the where's the anger? It's come back. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's not back. even really anger. It's just like I'm, I, it's more like I'm, I'm miffed. You know, in two weeks when we come back, he's gonna be like, "I have a New Year's resolution. No more anger." Happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> That's five years in a row. <laughs> I, but it's like it's controlled anger. I don't hit people. I don't burn shit down. I just say what I mean, what I think anymore. That's why this podcast has won more awards than any podcast ever recorded in Sudbury. In Sudbury, it's true. Um, I don't know if you heard this. Just a quick little jab at, at some more anger here. Go ahead. You know who's paying for the flights for the uh, immigrant? You get in line now at the airport, and there's people in front of you in line checking out on the flight, yep. and every single one of them's from another country. The immigrants. You know who's paying for their flights? You and me. You and me. <laughs> I'm not, you suckers. They get flied all... What do you mean you're not? You are. Yeah, you're taxpayer. No, don't. You're taxpayer. No. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> we found him. We found him. <laughs> okay, we can hire one more IRS guy. That's right. <laughs> 70,001. No, they're, they're in line and they're getting free flights to wherever they want to go. And guess who's paying for it? We are. And guess what? Guess who pays for our own flights? We are. We are. Yeah. So we don't. And it's the same with healthcare. You know, you go to you go to the emergency room, and there's four or five people from you. None of them speak English, and you know that they're illegal, and they're getting waited on before you are. You're sitting there with a harpoon through your nuts because you went whaling, <laughs> and they and they're taking you last after the guy after the guy from Ecuador's got a freaking hangnail. 
And he doesn't even buy his insurance. He gets it for free. And we pay for ours. And yeah. we got to stand in line behind a guy who didn't pay for his insurance. It shouldn't even be here. Sorry. What else you got there, Mike? Some of the Ecuadorians can could be here. <laughs> and I don't have anything against Ecuadorians, no, by no. the way. You know, without Ecuadorians, Milford would be empty. A Lyft driver would well, there would be one person still living there. We know who that is. <laughs> and don't you laugh because without your hometown is Framingham, without the Brazilians, Brazil uh, uh, Framingham would be a ghost town. Yeah, right. Still huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Their soccer team should be so much better. Uh, the other thing about flights, I want to mention this. The flights, they're, they're now giving us an extra seat to fatties. Because they're fat. There's no other reason. Everybody, it's a, in an equal world. A baby, he even pays, pays for his seats. Two-year-old, three-year-old, he has to pay for his seat. Your parents have to pay for it. And you, you, you pay for your own seats. If you're a fatty, like, I mean, an obese person, then you get a free extra seat because you're fat. You know, if a lot of heavy people get on the plane, I bet they have to figure out where they sit in order for the on plane. On the smaller to... planes they do. Yeah? Yeah. No, no, bullshit. Like, yeah, because of the weight those, those smaller planes that might go from, like, Boston to Nantucket or something like that, they legitimately have to move people around for weight distribution. To the front yeah. or the yeah. back of the plane, yeah. Or so, yeah. Like, sides, usually. Well, plus, they're little planes, and some of these people are fat as hell. Well, you don't want to you don't change everything. It's like when one of those large people get inside the Mercury Marquee. Same thing. Yeah. The three fat women I picked up last New Year's Eve, yep. I couldn't get the car to go as fast as it normally does up the hill. Was just There were three fat women in the back. I wouldn't go. The car wouldn't go. I'm like, what, do I have a engine problem and when they get out it's like oh drive away <laughs> seriously when they get out it's your exactly. tires screech and you peel out <laughs> <That's it. laughs> thanks ladies i laid some rubber oh, boy. uh speaking of those they would never lay with it without a rubber now <laughs> mrs claus mrs claus you okay santa's yeah, wife santa's wife yeah think about she's what she's a hoa she spends the whole time watching the elves make toys yeah Okay, mm. and Santa's doing almost whatever he's doing for a year. Yeah. He doesn't do anything for, except once a year. He's uh -huh. a lazy bastard. Comes down the chimney. And you know that she has a son? Yeah, yeah I know. You, you know, that's the one <laughs> <Yeah>. time. Do you, <laughs> do you know that, that she, her, her son, you know what Santa's son's name is? What? No trade clause. No. <laughs> Oh, oh my Sorry. god! Sorry. All right, now Larry. That was so much worse than no, your no, last no, dad. Stop! Joke. Stop! That was, that was bad. I, hey, I don't hear you making any jokes. I just did. You did. You. If it was a joke, it went right by without being funny. Now Bill laughed. I did. All right. Well, we want to do some birthdays, some baseball birthdays. These are always baseball. Yes. Do we have an hour in yet? Uh, 38. Uh, We've done 10 minutes since you last asked. Yeah. 38 minutes. It felt like 20. Is it 38 so far? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so easy to get an hour. You know, and people have been emailing me and texting me and tweeting me and saying, why don't you guys do an hour? I say, we like doing 40 minutes, 45, 48 sometimes. We get sleepy. 10 minutes would be good. It, it's always better to leave them wanting more than yeah. having them dump out on you because whatever you're saying is not entertaining. Yeah. And from, with that, I would like to read War and Peace. Hand me that book. Thanks, Andy Kaufman. Uh, what was I talking about? I don't know, Mike. I have no idea. Oh, birthdays. Idea. Baseball birthdays. I'm Mel Allen. <laughs> uh, How about that? <laughs> okay, so coming up, we, we talked to Spaceman last week. His birthday, his 77th, yeah. is wow. coming up on the 28th of December. And we're not going to be here. 
we're, we're going to be gone till the 2nd of January, right? Yeah. So I'm going to do these birthdays in advance of that. Go ahead. Uh... His battery mate, Pudge Fisk, has a birthday coming up the day after Christmas. Mm. Pudge Fisk will be 76. He's a year younger than Bill Lee. Also born on uh, 1226, Ozzie Smith, Ozzie. the Wizard of Oz. Hey, it's a big family. He's 69. He's my age. Yeah. Ozzie Smith, who was tremendous defensively and and not much of a hitter, but he was so spectacular defensively that he's in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, one of the very rare people that got into the Hall of Fame based on really pretty much just his glove work. He makes the entire Smith family very proud. Hell of a player. But let's go back to the top of my list here, shall we? <laughs> Christmas Day? Walter, no, no, not no. This is for, for today, the 19th. Okay. I have one for Christmas. I do too. And you, you know it's Ricky Henderson, right? Yours. I was gonna say Nellie Fox. Uh, yeah, it was Ricky Anderson. <laughs> Twelve nineteen. Walter No Neck Williams. No neck. Walter Williams was five foot six, <laughs> very stocky, yeah. very muscular, uh, and they called him No Neck because of his stature, his physical stature. You know, again, he was very squat, if you will. The not man, a, man not had, a great no. player, but he looked funny when he came up to the plate because he had a really... The reason he was called that was that he was he had a very short neck. Yep. And not, he, he had a neck, but it was a very short neck. So they called him No Neck, <laughs> which is totally inaccurate because he did have a neck. And uh, the reason he had his neck was so short was because he had a shot when he was a kid, yep. some kind of, I don't know, some kind of affliction. They gave him a shot and it affected the growth of his neck. Wow. It was like non-giraffitis or something. <laughs> so, um, and he died. He died, but he would have been eighty. I think he died about fifteen, twenty years ago. But yeah. Walter, uh, seven, no neck, seven years ago. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. So now his neck is really small. <laughs> Sorry. Also born on, uh, born on twelve twenty, December twentieth. Cecil Cooper. Cecil. Now, if you would, Ben. Yes, sir? I'm going to say something about Cecil Cooper. First of all, he was a nice guy. Everybody liked him. First baseman. Played with Bill Lee and all those guys in the 75 World Series. But I'm going to say that he's the reason that they... Jim Rice got hurt. Mm -hmm. So Yaz had to play first base. Uh, Well, no. Jim Rice was hurt. Jim was playing left field. Yaz playing first base. So now Jim Rice gets hurt. They have to put Yaz back in left field. What What did Yaz say about that? Well, of course, I was very fortunate to play my entire career injury free. Uh, but here's the thing. They put Cecil Cooper at first base, and Jim Rice missed the World Series against the Reds. Look up Cecil Cooper's postseason record in the 75 World Series. You're going to be astounded. He was so unproductive, Cecil Cooper was. I mean, you're missing Jim Rice. He was a great right-handed hitter. Reds are coming at you with all these left-handed pitchers, and Rice would have hammered them. But no, now you have to put Cecil Cooper. Can you not type? I'm. I, it, oh, I this page to, is going. Oh, you. I was going. I was hoping too. we could look at it up here and together All right, as a class. Right, I'll do it that way. <laughs> Jesus. So Cecil Cooper, who is a you know normally a pretty good hitter, in the World Series of 1975 was absolutely pathetic. 75 World Series, one hit. 19 at-bats. He batted 053. Holy shit. Okay, so my my case closed. 053? That's Dean Chance era uh, stuff. I mean, this is like this is like a waving a, a wiffle bat at, at a... Come on. 
sucked. So, happy birthday, Cecil. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> you ruined the whole 75 World Series. Yep. <laughs> 053, one for 19. Give me a break. Thanks, Coop. Okay. Also born on that same day. The same day as Cecil Cooper. Another goofy clown. Former New York Yankee. Oscar Gamble. Remember the hair? Mm -hmm. The biggest hair in the history of baseball. It was sticking out from all over. the. It's like they put a hat on a wild uh, uh, tumbleweed. <laughs> it was the weirdest hair. And here's his famous quote. There's posters of this. Oscar Gamble had a way with words. Uh, by the way, he, he would be 74 if he's alive. Is he alive? No, he's dead. Uh, Oscar Five Gamble's famous quote. They they don't think it be like it is, but it do. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they don't think it be like it is, but it do. That and they made a, a poster well out of that it. That be a song yeah. title. And it's, 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 that, doesn't that sum it up yep. pretty well? Okay, another birthday on 1220. You ready for this? Fred, Fred Merkel's boner. Hmm. <laughs> You've all heard of that. Yeah, Merkel's boner. Yeah, yeah. yeah Merkel's boner. Maybe the most famous boner in the history of baseball, where he he got a base hit, <laughs> went to first base, the tying run came around, to, went to third base, and then on the next hit, the run scored. They thought, game's over. Everybody runs out of the field. But guess what Fred Merkel forgot to do? Go to second base and touch second base because the in order for the run to score, you can't the run can't score on a third out is made. So he didn't go to second base. He just started celebrating because everybody's running on the field, and he was out, called out, and they had to replay the game and they lost. And it was it was he lost he lost the game. He lost the pennant because of his boner. Merkel, awful. Poor Fred Merkel. You know he was only nineteen when that happened. He was a kid. Ruined his life. He Not never, really. He went and played baseball for another like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He never lived it down, though. You know, I mean, how how do you live down a huge? Boner? He lost five World Series, not five World Series games. He went to the World Series five times and lost all of them, all because of his huge boner. <laughs> mm. That's it. Steve Carlton will be seventy nine on Friday. Uh, one of the great left handers of all time, but not the greatest. I'll get to that. Steve Garvey's going to be seventy five on Friday. These, these all, guys, all these guys I watched, they're all old now. Of course, I'm old. I guess that's why. Ricky Henderson, 65 on Christmas Day. Yep. Worst thing in the world, having a birthday on Christmas. You get so fucking screwed on the presents. You know, and Ricky knows it. And we, if we could get him on the phone, he would verify, you know, that he didn't get nearly the presents other kids got because Christmas, you know, and his birthday, same day. They doubled him up. Here you go. One for Christmas and your birthday. Space, Spaceman on the 28th, 77. Ray Knight, who stole my baseball glove, famously, is 71 on the 28th of December. And the greatest pitcher, lefty or righty, in the history of baseball. And one of the rare Jewish pitchers of all time, mm -hmm. Sandy Koufax. Sandy. Loved yeah. Sandy. I actually, there's only two players I ever sent away for an autograph for, from. Ted Williams and Sandy Koufax. I loved Sandy Koufax. Part of it was that he beat the Yankees. Uh, they swept the Yankees in 63. The Dodgers beat the Yankees, and Koufax was brilliant. He set the World Series record 15 strikeouts in one game at the time, the record. And the Yankees couldn't hit him, and nobody could hit him. It's like, I just loved watching him pitch. Didn't matter. He didn't throw at guys. He didn't hit batters. He just threw fastballs and curveballs, and they couldn't hit either of them. God bless him. He's gonna, you know how old he's going to be? 
Guess. 82. Eight miles a- per hour. 88. Did you look it up? I'm looking at his stats right now. You here. just looked it up. Oh, well, geez. I looked at the fact that he was like 30 and 66. He, 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 was, he was brilliant. And, and he was done at 30. And the Dodgers couldn't hit for him. Look at the losses. With an ERA of lifetime ERA of 2.76, he had all those losses because the Dodgers couldn't hit. Did he yeah. make any money? No, well, he, he made the most of any pitcher okay. at the time, but then he retired at age 30 because he didn't want to be deformed. He said he, was, he had an uh, arthritic left elbow you or something. You want to guess what his career salaries were in baseball? Yeah, hey, let me look. Like his total, Bill? What year? No, total, total from his career. His whole career. How much money did he make? And baseball salaries. All right, hold on. Was it 10 years? Yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, about 10 years. 10, I'll, 11. I'll bet he made $6 million. $431,000. What? Yeah. He held out for $125,000 his last year. He and Don Drysdale, they held out together. Mm-hmm. $125,000. As I mentioned just moments ago, oh, wow. David Price made that in one inning. One inning, yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't usually swear this much, but I'm in a good mood. Yeah, he only made over 100000 in a year Twice. the last two years of his career. Yeah. That's terrible. He was ridiculously great. And he started 35, 40 games. He started 40 games a year because back then they didn't have a five-man rotation. They had four pitchers. So, so every fifth, every fourth day was your turn. Here you got a guy who's like a super athlete. Everybody loves him, makes no money. Then you got the guy who makes a shitload of money and nobody likes him. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and Dave Price is an asshole, spoiled brat. You know, but, but when he came to the Red Sox, I said, oh, look at this guy. I hate this guy because he does, you know – these days, the pitchers are not. To, Koufax would pitch every game, complete games. How many complete games did he have out of his? How many starts did he have? He had 137 complete games out of 397. No, 314 starts. 314. So, 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 f- like 40 percent of his starts or something, he completed some ridiculous number like that. Wow. Anyway, that was like a quarter of his starts. Yeah. Okay. We're, are we near an hour yet? Because I'm getting tired. Getting no, close. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. Forty nine minutes, Mike. All right. Well, I don't know if we make an hour. You know, unless we, you know, we got. You know, in radio, you do this. You, you do this, Smitty. Yeah. Right. You this stretch. Is stretch. How many like people? Gumby. How many people do you think have, have stayed with us all so far? All of them. We have very loyal. You know, have we gotten to a million downloads yet? I think. Uh, I think we're close. We're just just shy. So if you listen to this and then you download it again after this is over, you can push us toward that million number we've been striving for since Mm -hmm. uh, whatever year we began this thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to thank Billy for those coffee cakes. Yeah, that was awesome. That's right. I'm going to eat mine on the way home. Yeah. Um, Musically, and Bill Smith was a DJ for a long time. Did you know that? That's right, (laughs) Musical disc jockey. Did you do Top 40? No, well, yeah, I did. I, I sucked at it because they wanted you to sound like this. Yeah, of course they did. Hey, everybody, I worked at WPOP Hartford, the music yeah. station. I Do I sound like that? No. I sucked at that. The great Charlie Van Dyke. Remember him? Dar- Charlie Van Dyke. With the big, deep voice and everything. Charlie Van Dyke. He fired me from RKO. It was a nice, just, it was nice though. How about my Mike Adams, WRKO? Oh, Remember him? I, A-D-D-A-M-S? I like that guy. We got along great. Exciting Mike Adams. Yeah. And then there was uh, Dale Dorman, who was tremendous. Dale, yeah. In the day. All right, anyway, I, I just killed another minute there. So why did you bring this up about uh, being a musical DJ? Because you would, you would probably know what was the number one song oh. <laughs> from 60 years ago today. Do you know? 
60 years ago today. 1963, December 19th. What was number one? And believe me, you're going to be amazed at this. Love Me Do. No. No. No, that was a little later. You're, but that's good. Actually, uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand was number one in England that month. Oh. See, I, I keep up on these things. You, If you want to know what the number one in Mozambique in 1973 in July, I can tell you. I won't. But I could. Well, how about America? What was it? America, number one in 1963, was this little ditty right here from The Singing Nun. She was a hard habit to break. What is this shit? It's French. It's shit. This was the number one song in America. In yeah. 1963. Yeah. She was on Ed Sullivan, and they sold a million of these records. It's her and a bunch of nuns what hanging around. What the hell was wrong with you people Well, hold on. Back then. <laughs> it, was a, it was a novelty record. Obviously, any song by a nun, you know? Well, well then again, Alan Sherman probably sold a million records, too, and that was shit, too. Oh, boy. Well, priests have had a lot of... <laughs> the priests have had a lot of... Like my Midnight Confession? <laughs> no, but these nuns, they weren't... And she was ugly. She was bad looking. If you had a hot nun, you know, then you say, oh, okay, I'll listen to this song. Was Sally Field a hot nun? Yeah, just for a while, yeah, until she, until she became a, a Forrest Gump's mother. Then she looked awful. And banged the principal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Sally Field, she was, she was banging Bruce, uh, Bruce, uh, uh, what's his name? Burt Reynolds? Yeah, Burt Reynolds Burt for Reynolds. a long time. Yeah, well. Do you know? Wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would now? not. Deliverance. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, so the singing nun was number one in 1963, and it was a piece of shit. That was horrible. And, you know, oh. it's like again, it's like the song's not even that good. But I, but I know the song and I know all the words. Play it again. I'll show you. I know all the words. I'm a nun ugly and and a quang quang sing song chung. At the end of it, got kind of Chinese. <laughs> a little bit. Fifty years. <laughs> How many minutes we got in here? Fifty years ago. It's our yes. final 54. podcast of the twenty-nine of the tw uh, <laughs> uh, thing. You know the thing. Fifty. Ah. How many you got? Uh, how many minutes left? You got six minutes. Oh, that's easy. I could. So, know. what was the number one song in America in 1973? I'll tell you, that's 50 years ago today. I mean, and it was probably, let's see if Smitty knows this. It was by a white haired singer, Edgar Winter. No. Okay. Not Johnny Winter either. That's what I mean. You ever unpeel a banana and think, is this what Johnny Winter's dick looked like? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you. <laughs> <laughs> the white-haired singer. I'm going to give you a hint. So you're going to have to guess this. Yeah. What year is this now? 73. 73. Charlie Rich. That was the year I started dating my first wife. <clears throat> 1973. All right. So. In fact, our first date, my first, my first wife and I, our first date, we went to the movie um, Live and Let Die, the, the James Bond movie Good with movie, Roger yeah. Moore. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> and the song was done by Paul McCartney. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a totally... Unrelated. So, story. what was the number one song in <laughs> December 1973? By a white-haired man. We got five A white-haired country singer, Charlie Rich. Yes, That's what Charlie I said. Rich. Said that. You, when did you say he that? He was too busy telling I stories know. about I his ex-wife. I was ex telling a story. 
You interrupted my the, story the to be right about one something? One of three fond memories he has. And what was the song that he had? <laughs> Behind Closed Doors. No. No. Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world? By the way, Charlie, she's not going to bang you. <laughs> I don't care how much money you... you I don't care how rich you are, Charlie. Number one song, December 1983. Do you have that one, too? I, I happen to. Oh. Yeah, 1983. Oh. And this was a terrible song. You might want to Google this. All right. be, uh... This was a terrible song by two Wham. unbelievably fabulous, famous artists. Oh. I mean, they're top billboard, like, chart-topping oh, artists. Oh, is this uh, Black and White? No. Or, uh, uh, Ebony and Ivory? No. Or, but you're, you're on the right track. Thanks, but I can't. It was a black guy, uh, or who later would not be black. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. And Paul McCartney. a white guy who stayed white, and his name is Paul McCartney. Yeah, and yeah. the song is yeah. called Say, Say, oh, Say, Say. Say, oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Now, just, just to say that this is a piece of shit. Say. Uh, is probably the worst song that either of them ever did. You, can we just get a little taste of this? But was this a number one song? Yes. Oh, boo, don't give me a stupid commercial. No, it was number one, and it was Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, so of course it was number one. At the time, 1983, they both had a lot of uh, box off of them. Here we go. Here's a young gentleman. I'd like to try one. Oh, don't be good. Here we go. Say, say, say. Why are we watching the video? There's his wife, Linda. Michael comes dancing out from behind a tree. That's my wishing tree. Would you like to climb my tree with me, Paul? It's my wishing tree. That song is terrible. Piece yeah. of it's shit. Not nearly as bad as that horse shit you made us play a few minutes Charlie ago. Charlie Rich? No, the uh, singing, singing none. none. Yeah, no, singing none. But see, the thing about those two guys is, yeah. you know, you can't. The singing nun, you could probably still bang her. This was 1983. Nice. Both their voices yeah. sounded great. Yeah. Good well, and strong. It was, yeah. it was uh, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. 40 years ago, I think mm. it was. I think we only got two minutes left, don't we? Yeah. Is it exactly two? Two minutes, yeah. Right, just under, let's close just out 1999. Oh, wait, what year is it? 2023. Let's close it out with a Christmas tune. Haul out the holly. Pick up the tree before my spirit falls again, Joe. Fill up the stocking, true. I may be rushing things, but dick the halls again now. That's yours. For we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Candles in the window, carols at the spinet. Yes, we need a little Christmas troop right this very minute. We it hasn't snowed a single flurry, but Santa dear, we're in a hurry, so climb down that fucking chimney there, Santa. <laughs> Turn on the brightest string of lights I've ever seen. Slice up the fruitcake. You're a fruitcake. It's time we hung some tinsel on my evergreen bow. For I've grown a little leaner, grown a little colder, grown a little sadder, grown a little older. And I need a little angel sitting on my boner. Need a little Christmas now. I love these interludes here because we get a chance to talk. 
you hear Mike's joke about Santa Claus's son? No, I didn't. His name was No Trade Clause Joe. <laughs> That's a good one. For we need a little music, need a little laughter, need a little singing, ringing through the rafter, and we need a little snappy, happy ever after, need a little Christmas now. What the fuck's a snappy? I have no idea. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> <laughs>